Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and so many theories. You can follow The Story Tinker right here on YouTube, as well as all podcast platforms. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. If you like what you see, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Now, hi everyone, and welcome to episode 131 of Let's Play on The Story Tinker. And today we have Jessica for whom this is the first time, and Patty and Carter. Well, um, I guess I was asked to introduce myself. So I'm Jessica, I am from the Midwest and I am a uh, project manager by trade and nerd for fun. Um, <laughs> so I'm super excited to be here and to talk about Let's Play, which is I think, I know there's a lot of uh, Midnight Poppyland fans who listen to this, but I have to say mm -hmm. Let's Play is probably my favorite um, out of all the comics on uh, Webtoon. So I'm very excited to be here. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. I actually, um, I talk, <laughs> I try to get my, like, my other friends to be into Webtoons and I, you know, told them about the other ones that I do. And one of my friends actually read Let's Play and she was like, mm -hmm. she's like, I like it. I'm like, what? Because they just usually make <laughs> fun of me for my Webtoons obsession. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. Are you going to actually read it? And I was like, let's please call me back. You know, you can read it. And she's like, I don't know. I already waste too much time on the internet. I don't think I'm going to start again. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, maybe she can be persuaded to change her mind. So, yes. So anyway, so we start out with a recap. Now it's been a super steamy scene between Charles and Marshall. No, I have not been having those fantasies in my head. I promise. Not at all. <laughs> oh. um, I think it's because Sam is like a boy's name, so it does kind of throw me off. But yeah, sorry. <laughs> and we recap with, uh, you know, Sam enjoying herself very, very much with Charles, which is awesome. <laughs> and that we discussed in the, <laughs> the last episode. <laughs> and we have it. We continue, and we we have this, you know, outside view of his apartment. And Sam is leaning over like the the Fay Island, whatever it's called. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, and the morning after. <laughs> I have like what Irish coffee? How much whiskey is there in that thing? <laughs> well, if if well, they could have been heavy handed. Who knows? But I can tell you, like if you if you're not a regular drinker, it doesn't take much. <laughs> I was gonna say Sam doesn't seem like a regular drinker at all. So yeah, yeah, Sam's definitely a lightweight. Yes. Bless her. She even has her little, her inhaler out. I know. I was like, she I needed that, that inhaler before. I was so worried that she would need that inhaler before, but she was like gasping yes. all the time. So, but she made it, which is nice <laughs> to know. So one of the things that I, I thought was interesting is, you know, the focus on what seems like a penthouse apartment for Charles. No. So mm -hmm. where does he have the money? Like, does Young Technologies pay Sam, or not Sam, oof, does Young Technologies pay Charles a boatload, or does he come from money? Um, I'm thinking with fencing as his background that he maybe comes from money, but yeah. I thought it was interesting that Mongi chose to, you know, focus on the penthouse. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're probably trying to tell us this for a reason. Um, mm -hmm. So that was just something I thought was interesting. Yeah, I yeah. think part of his character is like, 
being like sort of rich and having that like lifestyle um but i don't think he like comes from money because his mom was like a teacher i think he's just like really successful uh, and i think mm. he does probably get paid a lot hmm. or i mean if the fact that his mom's a teacher it could also just be showing us that he comes from money but his family is more grounded maybe i don't know because it, okay I, i'm a little bit of a mm -hmm. of a of a thrifty kind of person unless it's like on traveling sorry but in any in most cases i'm like i really don't spend a lot of money and i'm like why would you spend so much money on a penthouse i'm like is it to me i associate it with like an ego thing and he doesn't mm -hmm. strike me as very egotistical like he doesn't oh. he's he's confident sure and like i'm sure he respects himself but he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who thinks he's better because of money so I'm also wondering why he would spend all this money on a penthouse. Well, let's, let's, one of the things that we know about Charles is that he's not much for emotional entanglements and he, his relationships are very at arm's length with people. So what do you do with your time when you don't have relationships? You, the, most people, what I have found in my line of work is that they replace it with things. Hmm. Interesting. So I, I think like him having creature comforts is his own little way of soothing himself. I could be mm -hmm. reaching here, but that's that's my read on it. Hmm. And that's supporting cool. that, if you go back to his like past, the mm -hmm. house he lived in with his ex-wife wasn't like a mansion or anything. That's so very that's true. Definitely, definitely yeah. could be possible. Interesting. I put my tinfoil hat on a little bit and I'm like, maybe he had a lot of money in the divorce. I mean, maybe his ex was really rich and because she cheated, he got, he walked away with money. Who knows? <laughs> it is like possible. That would be such bitter changed money then. I, I feel yeah. because if it comes from that, I'd be like, yeah. hell, I don't want to use this. This is like dirty money. You know? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yes. I, I wonder if we'll get more of an insight into that. Yeah. Maybe he's investing in cryptocurrency. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. My husband's trying to do that and it drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, no strong opinion. But anyway, this is not like an economics podcast. So she she rubs her head and she's like, My head is splitting. It's because of the whiskey. I feel awful. And yes, like, Sam, it's because of the whiskey. <laughs> right? Man. Yeah, she definitely does does not read as someone who has ever been drunk <laughs> yeah. and she's like I think I can remember most of what happened last night and we remember all of her like super embarrassing <laughs> moments where it's like she's slapping him she's grinding on him like whoa Sam I did not know you had that in you <laughs> <laughs> this is just you know this is her completely uninhibited um and what i find really hilarious about all this is we're going through the panels because i mean we've gone over this a million times but hmm. you know she's remembering it in a very judgmental way of herself like i can't believe i did all of this mm -hmm. like oh my god let me hide under a rock for the rest of my life kind of embarrassment can i talk to you yeah okay we're back okay but yeah, she's, she, she obviously was very forward that night. And even that morning, I think she was mm -hmm. more forward than she's ever been before. And like knowing Sam, you know, she's the type who's like, oh my God, this is not me. I'm going to going to cower and hide. Where is a giant rocks in your yards, Charles, so that I might hide underneath it. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's already like her posture is indicative besides, besides her headache. It's also like a, sh- a shame and, you know, not yeah. bright and, you know, confident. Yeah. And she's doing her- like a, yeah, she's doing like a play-by-play in her head. Like she's ruminating, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <Yeah>. lame joke. <laughs> um, and then she says yeah. something really interesting. She's like, is that what I'm like when I'm drunk? I wonder if you like will want to become drunk again if she might use that as a way of getting a feeling uninhibited and I know that I mean obviously many people do that because they feel mm-hmm. like they can't express certain things otherwise right hmm. yeah that'd be interesting if she ends up doing that yeah I think I think we'll see drunk Sam again yeah <laughs> bless so, it and Charles is being very sweet. He gives her a coffee. He's like, here you are, Samara, coffee. Would you like some toast? He's like, oh, no, don't trouble yourself. You know, not feeling very comfortable. Charles is very comfortable. Obviously, it's his house, but Samara is not used to, A, having like a guy do things for her, being in a guy's house, yeah. having just done what they did. I mean, this whole situation is very awkward for her. Yeah, yeah. especially since he's technically her boss. No, that is her dad is his boss. Yeah. Awkward dynamics. Very. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you kind of hinted on it, um, Mindy, but it's very obvious that Charles puts Sam first, like, or like mm-hmm. her needs are definitely very forefront, like coffee, breakfast, you know, are you mm-hmm. comfortable? What can I do to take care of you? I think we see that a lot in this episode of like his, I don't want to say nurturing because that's not right, but like giving nature to Sam in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out in the season with with how giving Charles is but at the same time how guarded he is Patty as you yeah. mentioned like he keeps people at arm like arm's length like it's hard to do that it's hard to be mm-hmm. giving but also keep people at a distance so this yeah 100 and I, I was, go ahead mm-hmm. go ahead Sorry. yeah I was completely surprised at his behavior with Samara like this whole arc because I was like you're just a sweetheart like you're a nice guy and like I thought your your whole thing is like I'm not gonna close to anyone I'm like you clearly are you're acting like you're her boyfriend so what yeah what are you gonna do I I, mean, I personally think he's gonna run away to, to England or wherever he's yeah they invited him <laughs> yeah he's felt and, and and I've seen this over their interactions even from the first season that you know when they're when they're interacting he does a lot of uh caretaking type activities with her and i think it's you know some of it is he senses her i don't want to say fragility but he senses that you know she needs that extra boost you know um well the youngs have really sheltered her like we see that constantly i mean that's yeah her shelteredness i think maybe is probably what you're going for right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and like if we look at his initial body language when he approaches her with a cup of coffee he just does a very brief check-in like he's not diving headfirst into what they just did because he knows how what she's probably thinking and how she's you know in self-deprecation mode because that's her default mode um and you know he just does something really simple like can i get you something or you know, how are you doing? And it's, it's still a little awkward between them, but I appreciate that he does those little check-ins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do that's we a good point. 
Oh, sorry, Mindy, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm so That's sorry. Good. I was gonna say, do we have any thoughts about like why Charles chose to not face the same way Sam did? Like he purposely put like opposite facing directions and that seemed yeah. weird to me. So I'm curious, I wanted to, to open up question or the question to the group. What do we, why did he sit like that? Yeah, I think it's because he could tell she was embarrassed and uncomfortable. Yeah. So he was like yeah. trying to be respectful to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's such a good guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to agree with that. I think that's what I wrote in my notes was that Same. like he's, he's not, he, I think he knows that like direct facial contact when it comes to this kind of stuff is hard for her. And so he's giving her that space of like, okay, you are definitely, your body language is totally closed. You're not ready to face me with this yet. So mm-hmm. let me, let me disarm this a bit and let me face away from you. So yeah, spot on Carter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's Agreed. part of why uh, Charles likes her because she's like, mm-hmm. so like innocent and sweet as opposed to his ex-wife who like hurt yeah. him really deeply. So like mm-hmm. him like seeing how like how different someone could be and like how much sweeter and nicer someone could mm-hmm. be is like sort of what's making him fall for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she even seems to be super different from was it Miss Rosewood and yeah um, Eva Ben yeah thank you Definitely. like super different. So I mean Carter, you're yeah. right. I think she is just the polar opposite of everything else. Mm-hmm. yeah like the yeah. fact that she's so different from everyone else that he's been with is like what's making him like open to like being with someone again like even mm-hmm. though he still like said he doesn't want a relationship like we saw in earlier chapters with like the ice melting mm-hmm. which was symbolic of him like being open to a relationship again and he's still not ready to admit it to himself because he's still saying yeah you know I'm not interested in a relationship but I think at, he's already like falling for her and as it goes on (laughs) and yeah oh I want to be with Sam yeah and And I'll talk a little bit about this later when we get in you know deeper with the conversation but he's definitely in a state of ambivalence like you were Mm -hmm. saying Carter because there's part of him that wants to dive into this because I think he identifies with the softness in Sam Mm -hmm. um he you know he has been with very dominant women if we, if we look at his past relationships and Sam is, is, I don't want to say submissive, but she's, she's more tender. Mm-hmm. And I think he identifies with that, that, that little broken piece of him somewhere da- deep down identifies with that. Yeah. And I think he chose those tough women because he mm-hmm. didn't want a relationship. He wanted someone who would be able to, you know, just use him and dispose of him because he wasn't ready to mm-hmm. give his heart away again. Yeah, I think he finds himself like enjoying caring for her and like enjoying like helping her like be stronger and like be a more confident person like with the self-love exercises. Yeah. And he, yeah. Like, he's never had a relationship where he can like help someone improve themselves like that because they've all been like like you said, dominant women. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, not to dive too much into past episodes, but if you remember when we like first saw the flashback of Charles finding out his wife was having the affair. He mm-hmm. kind of seemed like a dwarpy dude, which like mm-hmm. I'm all for, but he kind of gave off some dwarpy vibes. So I'm yeah. wondering if he sees some of his old self in Sam and he was uh, like, I've maybe. been there, you know, maybe he had somebody who helped him out or who knows, but that's kind mm-hmm. of what I was thinking. Yeah, that's, that's true. I do remember that. He does seem like he's much more polished now. 
which mm-hmm. also yeah. maybe, you know, he's older also. And I know for myself, I, I hope I'm more polished than I was when I was like 22. <laughs> but <laughs> um, it gets easier, but, Carter, I promise. <laughs> yeah, being an adult is, is nice. Not fun. <laughs> no it is fun it's no better than being a teenager sorry okay that's fair but the bills and all the other stuff is not fun but anyway we digress I'm sorry right (laughs) should be another podcast but anyway so yeah let's go back to the the episode he asks her how does your stomach feel and she's like a little queasy but not too bad and he looks at her you can tell he's you know analyzing her and he just sees that blush you know it's it's shining through her hair (laughs) and she's still refusing to look at him and he asks her about it. He's like, are you trying to avoid me, Samira? And she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> jumps up. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's it's kind of funny, story. too, because I was wondering, like, why would she flip out over that? Because at first, like, when I saw the preview panels, because I'm on Mongi's Patreon, and when I saw the preview panel, I was like, did he just sit down and scare the crap out of her? Because that's what it looks like. But I think she was taken off guard by his question because I don't think she expected him to dive any deeper. Right. She probably was hoping he would keep things superficial, but yeah. he doesn't do that. Yeah. He's, he's always been one to pressure buttons and try mm-hmm. to make her grow by that, by doing that. Goodness. So what happens when he can no longer help her grow? That is a great question. Oh, I'm not expecting yeah. answers. I'm just putting it out there, okay. putting that out there as stuff for us and for listeners to think about. Well, by the time that happens, she'll be like a fully realized, like confident person. And then they can just be together. Well, I am all for that, Carter. Let's do that. That's what I want. You're so optimistic. Bless you. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could be that optimistic, but I just, part of me is like, I know this is a romance and I know that the end game with a romance is for people to end up together, but we aren't nearly there yet. And so I'm like, oh, what is this going to turn out like? I definitely think there will be a distancing, some kind of conflict with their relationship, mm-hmm. whether it's he'll move away, whether it's he'll reject her for a while until he figures himself out, whether yeah. he actually genuinely can't make the next step and can't follow his heart, which that would be sad. Mm-hmm. I hope that I hope that the characters end up all being like redeemed. But, you know, I, I love your question, Jessica, because I know that sometimes people choose people who need them because they need to feel needed and maybe yeah. I don't know if this is going to happen in the story but in real life and maybe in other stories you can once a person has like evolved you don't feel needed anymore and then you're like I don't want to be with you so that would be mm-hmm. uh, that's that's a great question yes I don't I don't see him having that need but I will I will say I when I think about like Charles relationship with Sam like I would never want to be with someone who I had to develop I'm like you know I would feel like I'm their parent you know I'm like I don't want to parent my partner I want to helping each other because he's helping her like be more confident or whatever and then she's Mm -hmm. teaching him to like be more open and like love again yeah I agree with that completely because if you see what's interesting here and in this openness piece when we get back into the the next panel is that Sam actually feels okay with opening up to him and st- and talking about this. And I was actually kind of surprised because I was like, oh, she's actually going to go there. She's actually going to say something. Mm-hmm. Um, and she faces him very briefly. And then she tur- she gets embarrassed and turns back in. 
Um, but she still says what's on her mind. She's like, I yeah. was, it's because I'm embarrassed. Um, mm. And what I love that Charles does next is he doesn't, he doesn't hyperbolize it. He doesn't like make a big deal of it. He just says, oh, why are you embarrassed? Again, another check-in question. I think he knows why she's embarrassed. <laughs> oh, oh, without a doubt. <laughs> sure, sure. But he's wanting her to kind of work through it on her own and feel okay with talking about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which, yeah, definitely. I know. And we talked about this on the 129 podcast, I think, about like mm-hmm. differing levels of sexual experience. And, you know, my husband had a, a lot more sexual experience than I did because I had zero and yeah, I was very uncomfortable talking about sex when we first got married. Mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't want to tell him how I felt or I didn't want to tell him what to do. It was super embarrassing. Right. And I was like, yeah, it was like my husband, but it was, it took a long time for me to get comfortable with that kind of discussion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's like and a, what is it like an eight, eight year age difference? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Charles is 30 and Sam is 22, I believe. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, it is quite a bit, you know? Yeah, because when you're that young, there is definitely, it's more pronounced. And then as you get older, it's not as big of a deal. Like my Mm -hmm. husband's five years older than me, Um, which, you know, if if I was a teenager, yeah, that would be a kind of a big deal. But, you know, she's she's getting there. And I think, I, I kind of like how there's an age gap too, because you know, like we had talked about on the 128 podcast, Mindy, you had said that he has this very experienced, calm demeanor when it comes to stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that and, relates back to when Sam was like feeling insecure that mm-hmm. Charles already had all of his firsts, but then she right. got a new perspective from the uh, man on the bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was some good wisdom. I like sometimes she like monkey drops like really great pieces of life advice in her like episodes. I'm like, man, that's like stuff you can find on a fortune cookie. Like this is great. <laughs> yep. It's like a grandma. It's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so she says, you know, she in response to his question of why she was embarrassed, she says, for my behavior last night, I was completely out of line. I said and did things I shouldn't have. And then this morning I have this gorgeous man on top of me. Oh, he smiles. Whose every touch made my skin feel like it was on fire. And when that heat moved from my skin to my chest and then my belly, I I ended up. <laughs> and then he goes, coated in the early morning dew. <laughs> this killed me. I died. Like I was reading this at midnight and I had to like. I had to like clamp my hand over my mouth and bite my finger because I was like, Jesus Christ, I cannot wake up my husband. (laughs) But uh, I actually, I looked up that expression. I was like, is it an expression? I I wondered if he just made it up or if it was like a (laughs) well-known phrase that I just didn't know. I didn't find any, any reference to it. So I guess it's his original phrase. (laughs) Funny. I, I want you to look at though, like, let's back up just a little bit because Sam is going into, even though she's embarrassed, she's talking a lot about how she enjoyed their encounter and how she enjoyed her time with him uh, for multiple things. And look at his response. Look at his facial expression. That is a man who is very pleased with himself. He's like, oh, hell yes. You know, and, and not to say that he's being completely smug about it, but, you know, 
can you imagine whoever your partner is or even somebody that you're remotely interested in saying like I really liked when you did x y or z Mm -hmm. like yeah it's an ego boost it's a nice thing to hear so I don't know that he gets that from other women Mm -hmm. I I would venture to say he doesn't so it's kind of it's kind of cute to see that like mildly smug look on his face yeah (laughs) so I think this kind of goes oh sorry Carter go ahead sorry he's definitely got some confidence from being way more experienced as opposed to his past partners who might have been like close to his level or like equal right Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about this confidence question, because mm-hmm. if we go to the, like the conversation that they had in the car, you know, Sam's like, I don't want to have to defend like you to from yourself or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Right. She like admitted she needed to defend him. And, you know, Patty, if we're talking about how this was a big ego boost, how big is Charles confidence actually? Or is it a really nice facade? Mm-hmm. Um and also, you know, I think it's pretty clear that like his hair is a symbolism of like how in control or how in control he is of a situation, I would argue. And right now his hair is oh, very yeah. unkempt. So, you know, now that his hair is unkempt, are we actually seeing the more real version of Charles versus the facade that he chooses to put on that we've seen for the most majority of the oh, past yeah. two seasons? Okay. Oh, I definitely agree with that because he, well, <laughs> for lack of a better term, lets his hair down around her, literally yes. and figuratively. Um, you know, they both feel safe with each other. And Carter, I think you touched on this when you had said, yeah. like, you know, he feels comfortable being himself around her. She feels comfortable being around him. Um, and they don't, they don't have to go into pretense mode. But when they're out in public, they're very much in pretense mode. Mm. Yeah, to me, it's like, I don't know, I don't view uh, uncomfort here as lack of control. I view it more as being comfortable. And when he's slicked up, it's like, this is my work, you know, professional appearance presentation mm-hmm. and I have to be more rigid and yes, in control, but I, I don't, I think the uncomfort here is, is more positive rather than negative. Yeah, so Charles, like, Charles is like definitely a very confident person but Mm -hmm. he's like insecure about like his relationship with women. So he's like, yes, scared to like get back into another real relationship. So like, he's just been like hooking up and not having any emotional connection like with um, Eva and Rosewood. Um, Mm -hmm. But then with Sam, it's like, you know, he's letting his hair down and he's letting himself be part of that again and be really with someone again. Yeah. And kind of touching on what we had talked about in the episode 128 podcast, Mindy, um, there was this bit where we talked about couples kind of complimenting each other and like finding pieces of like what they're missing or what they need in their lives. And what I really see is that, and we find this out a little bit more into this episode, is that Sam is emotionally aware of herself. And she, (laughs) I, I feel like she's more in tune with her emotional state than Charles is and Charles is more sexually confident you know or you know when it comes to matters of like work or you know status power um, and sex things that are typically associated with men he feels very confident in that realm but he feels very uncomfortable and and not as confident with emotions Mm -hmm. yeah that's a great point 
Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's like two magnets. Right. <laughs> so, and yeah, and I love how open she is being with him. She may not be able to look him in the eye, but she is mm-hmm. talking about how she felt when they were making out. And, the, and that was, you know, that's, that's, that's great to be able to be open like that about something, especially mm-hmm. when you're so inexperienced. And, yeah. you know, so he makes his joke and she's like, it sounds so bad when you say it that way. I'm just like, nope, it's not bad. <laughs> Don't worry. And she's like, I'm mortified. I'm going to feel, feel like I'm going to throw up. And she's just like sizzling oh, over there. Oh, and I love And it. we know he's teasing her. Like, I, I know, like he's cracking a joke to kind of like ease the mood a little bit. Um, and he's teasing her, but I like how he stops when he notices it makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And yeah, he's super respectful. He's like, I'm sorry too. I was trying to help you feel good this morning, not embarrass you, which, oh, I love it. I don't know how he became such a gentleman. Like, where did he learn this from? I don't know, but it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And notice how Sam peeks up. Mm-hmm. She uncovers part of her face when he says that, because I don't think she expected him to do that. Like she probably was going to continue to be mortified. <laughs> yeah, she expected him to be like, like unhappy, like with what happened, and like mm-hmm. see her because, like, like in the previous chapter, she like sees her as a kid. So mm-hmm. I think she's yeah. sort of worried that like after what happened, Charles is gonna see her that way too. But mm-hmm. then, so she like expects Charles to just see him that way, see her that way. But then she's surprised when oh, he's actually understanding and okay with it yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and he goes back to what she was originally saying you know about being mm-hmm. drunk it says though you were behaving out of the ordinary last night you were drunk i don't fault you for that and in terms of the morning dew situation you never have to apologize for something like that at least not with me oh yo can i oh, say I something <laughs> can i say something about that whole exchange the, the prior to all of this, we get lots of background information on Sam judging herself harshly, the way that she would expect someone else to judge her based on what happened last night. And the thing that I love is that Charles kind of explains, he's like, Hey, look, I get it. You were drunk. It's not that big of a deal. You know, I, I don't fault you for that, which, which is his way of saying, I don't think less of you because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. She yeah. sort of always expects the worst. Like she expects yeah. everyone else to judge her as harshly as she judges herself. Mm-hmm. And then she gets paranoid and in her head, it's like, oh, I think this I'm embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So he must be unhappy with what happened too. Because anxiety. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Where, you know, sometimes people just make it live this whole nightmare in their head that thankfully doesn't reflect reality. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, the other thing that I really love here, because he goes on to say, like, and in terms of the morning dew situation, you never have to apologize for something like that, at least not with me. And I really love this, especially, you know, not to get on like a pedestal or anything, but like, I really love this in comics where there are people of varying ages reading this because here's the thing sex is very stigmatized it's very you know it's in a lot of cultures it's treated as very shameful you shouldn't talk about it you shouldn't think about it that kind of thing and this really helps destigmatize that because i think 
the other thing with Sam is she's very, she feels shame about her body. She wants to cover it up. She doesn't want people to see it, or she thinks that it's, it's not okay. Um, And this is kind of his way of saying, you don't have to feel that way. You know, Mm -hmm. that what you were feeling and what was going on was totally normal. And I absolutely love that that was included here. Right. Because then when young and experienced readers are reading this, they see how Charles reacted and they're like, oh, Mm -hmm. I don't have to be embarrassed. Or maybe Mm -hmm. they had, they did have an experience where they were inexperienced. Yeah. And the person didn't react how Charles did and was like displeased mm-hmm. with them. So they could read that and see, oh, not all guys are like that. I don't exactly. have to be Exactly. So cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and he, sorry. the way he's, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Jessica. Oh, I was just gonna say just another, I'm the type of person who asks lots of questions more for like asking people to think than actually asking for answers. Mm-hmm. So I apologize in advance. But why is Charles facing away from her in that in the panel about um, though you were behaving out of the ordinary last night? Like, why don't we see his face? Like, what what is Ooh. what are we trying to see by seeing the back of his head? Hmm. I think he's well. Hang on here. Am I getting ahead of myself? <laughs> I am getting a little ahead of myself, but I think there's a smidge of him that is also embarrassed by his behavior. Hmm. That's what I oh, was yeah, thinking. Is yeah. he's somehow trying to hide his, you know, we, we're again going back to the confidence. Um, yeah. not confident emotionally, not confident with relationships. He's protecting himself from mm-hmm. the vulnerability that he's expressing to Sam right now by not showing his face mm-hmm. to her mm-hmm. when talking about this. That's kind of how I interpreted it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause That's if cool. you if you go into the next panels, he says, right. I should have taken things a bit slower. So you wouldn't yeah. have ended up being overwhelmed, but I let my excitement and enthusiasm get the better of me. Mm-hmm. And for that, I asked for your forgiveness. And he's sweating while he says that. So that's yeah. a really good point. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe he, yeah, that's really great that maybe he feels like, uh, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But I have to say, if I was, if I was Sam and she's blushing, that would be a major compliment. If, if he was excited. Oh, about- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and I put in my notes because like I go through the episode again and I just jot things down. And like one mm-hmm. of my notes was in all caps, Jesus, can I clone this man? Because <laughs> 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 it's it, you, you rarely see that. And granted, I know that this is a story, so things are going to be a little bit idealized. But, you know, it's, it's really nice to see like both of them are taking ownership of their behavior and neither one is pushing the proverbial buttons of like, mm. yeah, yeah, you're, you're screwed up. Why did you do that? Da, 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 da. You know, mm. they're not going into that. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of my husband. My husband is mm. like, a, you know, same dynamic. I was, you know, 20, he was 27. I had yeah. zero sexual experience. He, you know, because he had grown up not religious like me, he had a normal, you know, whatever, quite a few girlfriends before me. And Mm -hmm. he's super, super, super sexually chill and easygoing Mm -hmm. and kind and like all the nice things. And yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it's something that like, I really, really, really appreciate. So it was, I saw that a lot in when reading this, I really thought about my husband's behavior. (laughs) So I, I love often in comic or in like webtoons particular, you often see the comment like we stand for uh, yeah. good communication. Right. That's like all this <laughs> mm-hmm. is like it's really healthy, um, you know, good communication between relate like um, between 
partners, even though they're not partners at this point. Mm -hmm. I mean, but that's what's going on. And, you know, we talk about, we'll see it here in a second, Charles' use of jokes to lighten the mood and help like de-escalate the tension and like mm -hmm. bring everybody back to a common ground. I mean, I'm not trying to get my hopes up, but man, they're laying down some really great foundation for a solid <laughs> <Yes>. relationship. <laughs> the ship is building. It is like, yeah. we are putting down planks. Come on. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like I have you know, in my profession, one of the things that's really great is you get to use a lot of different mediums to, to make a point or to help illustrate, you know, what you're trying to get at with your client. And I love using webtoons one, because it's a great self-care and, and, uh, you know, just coping skill kind of thing. But a lot of these, um, a lot of these webtoons and uh, not to tout our, my feminist horn here, but like, the female creators are really fantastic at creating uh, great dialogue and having great little tidbits of wisdom with their characters and, and demonstrating what healthy relationships look like. And, you know, just, it makes my little therapist heart sing. And I'm like, I want to share this with people because this is so damn cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a particular comic I'm thinking of that I think deals with like some, some mental health issues so well yeah and this one does it really well too I love the personification of emotions yes. it's huge I love 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 it mm -hmm. it's so brilliant it's awesome goodness so, <laughs> so now our dear Charles actually has a really funny joke he's like yes you came into this world premature why stop there so cute I, do like, oh, oh, I love it funny. I love it's it hilarious. and you notice that he did that to kind of break up his own embarrassment yeah that was a little bit of deflection there sir <laughs> yeah it's really oh, funny God. that joke had to be said it was it was necessary <laughs> yeah and and I think it was also to kind of like get her grab her attention because she wasn't saying anything and so you know just to be like I'm gonna tease you but I'm also wanting to get your attention Oh, <laughs> yep. And he tells her, he's like, I have more experience in these matters than you do. So I should have taken things slower. If you wish to continue our tete-a-tete, then I will be sure to take greater care of your delicate nature. And here he, I agree, he is looking away from her. And Jessica, I do agree because he's still embarrassed. And he's kind of taking the next step now, right? He is making a, a proactive move, being like, hey, yeah. you want to yeah. do more? And that is a, putting him in a bit of a vulnerable position yeah and he's saying if you want to he's not expecting her to say yes or no one way or the other he's just putting it out there so that she doesn't feel like oh I don't know what he's thinking and feeling mm -hmm. yeah and he did that earlier when he or when he asked her like do you want to touch me right he again yeah. gave her the opportunity because he knows she's very embarrassed to bring it up it was already hard enough for her the first time so he's giving her these windows yeah for someone who's emotionally constipated he's pretty good at like expressing his emotions because mm -hmm. also he says earlier you know I'm not rejecting you I'm just rejecting your proposition like he's very mm -hmm. transparent with Sam in regards to how he's viewing her through all of this which is mm -hmm. I'm very confused as to how to interpret how you can be so upfront with your emotions but at the same time not upfront with your emotions I have an answer for you on that oh. I'm like, okay so typically when people 
are, are more open about emotions when it comes to others. It's because, you know, I, Charles is definitely very empathetic and he can sense emotions. He can read people. He knows how to do that because deep down he does have that empathy. It's easier for people to want to care for another person and their feelings and emotions. And they can connect to that than it is to admitting and feeling their own emotions. Because if you notice he connects with the emotion when it has to do with Sam, mm-hmm. not when it has to do with himself. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's, it's more of a here, let me pay attention to you and your needs so that I don't have to address my own. Yeah. Oh, and the sticky part is in therapy is to get the client to actually address their own issue and not the other person's. Well, I think yep. the time though, that Sam will force Charles to address his own issues mm-hmm. because we've already slowly started to yes. see it. It's just, it's going to take time. Right. Yes. The face grab that morning. That was all about him. She says, I worry yes. you're unhappy. She sees through him. Yes. Oh yes, she does. And that scares the shit out of him. I guarantee I think, it. I think that's going to be yeah. what scares him away from Sam more than anything is right. how much mm-hmm. she, she sees through him. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think there'll be a moving away and the, the job overseas will be the perfect opportunity for him to run away from mm-hmm. the challenge before uh-huh. him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most definitely. Oh mm-hmm. gosh. And then like she catches him completely off guard mm-hmm. and it's hilarious. <laughs> She's oh, like eyes get so globs wide. onto him and I love it. <laughs> nestles into his neck which by the way is so sweet oh my god love that kind of cuddling she's like only if you want to blush 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 oh so sweet i can't so so sweet the sugar the syrup (laughs) we're all gonna get diabetes (laughs) so do you guys think it's safe to say that sam's uh love language is touch oh yeah I don't know, but I also don't really think in terms of love languages, so I don't look out for it, you know? (laughs) That's fair. That's, I just, with how often she uses that with, with Charles, Mm -hmm. I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if that is her love language and you see it again, really much so in this episode. So just Mm -hmm. curious for thoughts. Yeah. And it's interesting because also Sam does this thing where she asks him and says, if you want to, mm-hmm. like she's giving him an out, like she keeps giving him an out. Like I'm embarrassed. I shouldn't have done this. I'm so sorry. And now she's like, we can do that, but only if you want to. Right. She still expects him to not want her because she still mm-hmm. has that insecurity about him being out of her league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I, I don't know if, you know, when, when we're looking at this, you know, he's, I don't know that he expected as positive a response from her or as intimate a response from her with this. Right. And I think that's what really destabilized him here. Yeah. It's a very, like, it's affectionate like that. You know, it's intimate is the good word for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause she's Cause reciprocating she- that intimacy. And he wasn't anticipating that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says, even though I was embarrassed this morning, it was still nice being helped by you. I trust that you will take good care of me just like you did last night while I was drunk. And she says it softly. He's hiding mm-hmm. and, you know, he's first shocked. 
But then as she continues, he smiles and she says, and maybe next time I can take care of you and you can teach me how to make you feel good too. And it's, oh my gosh. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Um, so I think like the reason why we are not seeing the lower half of Charles at this point, <laughs> poor guy is hiding it. <laughs> Bless it. Like, cause she's saying things to him that he probably doesn't hear. Like, yes. Because the other women that he's with, it's all about them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's using words. And I think it's interesting here because we're, we're coming up on a scene where the chains come into play. But she's using words like trust and care. Which, mm-hmm. how often does he hear stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, she's showing that she believes in him, in his kindness, Mm-hmm. And other people are not tapping into that part of him. You know, he's being tapped into like his, his prowess, his creativity, his organization, like whatever skills he's using at work, people are appreciating him for, but nobody yeah. at this point in his life yeah. is appreciating him for his softer part of him for the kindness. Yeah. And she's really building him up in that, you know, and thinking, telling him, I believe that you are a really good person. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe this might be a bit of a reach, but maybe like the last time that someone said stuff like that to him was his ex-wife because he Mm -hmm. said earlier that she reminded him of his ex-wife so maybe he's like oh wow he's like part of his like hesitancy to like be with her is that she's like being open with him or like saying like saying and acting similarly to his wife in some way his ex-wife in some ways but then he'll also see that she's very different from his ex-wife in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways too and yeah. wouldn't do what his ex-wife did yeah and i mean that's a great point because we don't know a lot of the history behind him and his ex-wife we don't know like maybe things were great in the beginning and the thing that that i've learned over the years is that you can have a fantastic relationship and still have it fall apart spectacularly mm-hmm. because people do grow apart people do you know, change and grow. And sometimes they don't always change and grow together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious if we'll get more insight into why, why she cheated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think if he goes back overseas, which we're, we're all thinking it's back like home, right? Yeah. I think that's going to force him to confront things because it's a perfect opportunity for him to run into Gwen or run mm-hmm. into his old life or that's a good mm-hmm. point. You know, I think that him going back home is going to open up some old wounds. Oh, yeah. Perfect story. Sam would be the reason he stays and doesn't take the job. But I hope you're right. I don't think so, though. I mean, if it's a a dream job, I hope he takes it. Like at first he was like, no. And then he only decided to think about it once he realized it was a ton of money. Yeah, that's a good point. He didn't he didn't perk up until he heard the money, which again begs the question: What's with the money thing? <laughs> well, I mean, I think most people, you know, if it's a ton of money, it's I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I've fair, never, I've never been rich, so I don't know if I'll ever reach a point where like money like doesn't matter at all. But I'm assuming at some point it will. I hope. <laughs> but yeah, I'm totally predicting. Like, I here's how I think it'll happen: where uh-huh. I think Sam might push him a little too much and might maybe expect more than he's able to give and yeah. then they'll be like I can't do too this soon. I can't do this the bye goodbye goodbye goes away 
problem good i i love your idea carter of him dealing with like the ghosts of his past and then making him reconsider and think about everything in his life and then realizing oh my god i want love run 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 back to sam (laughs) could it be exactly that like little speed legs (laughs) yes yeah mongi we need speed legs please (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah and Uh, we also we kind of know that like this like relationship or whatever you want to call it uh with charles and sam isn't gonna last mm because at some point sam and marshall like there's no way the story is going to end without sam and marshall getting together if not temporarily yeah and i also don't see the story going on for very long where uh sam and charles are like in a relationship mm-hmm. like i don't think they're gonna like date for a while mm-hmm. in the story so i feel like there's definitely going to be like something where he, uh, she pushes him too far mm-hmm. just because we yeah. know that it, it, if there's going to be something with her and marshall there's yeah. no way there's there's been too many hints at it and i have to agree with you there there's something there and with monica and him just conveniently going on a break (laughs) right and with the art i see that he's an artist and she needs an artist for her Mm -hmm. game Mm -hmm. yeah for sure (laughs) absolutely And oh my god, this so this panel. Let's take a, a look yeah. at this one. And, with and that's, this is the panel. This is the reason you wanted this to do this episode, right, Patty? This yes, because of the chains in the background. <laughs> and I, thought I didn't a, notice until you just mentioned it, Patty. So yeah, mm-hmm. give it. What's up? <laughs> so like, I thought a long time about this because I'm like, is he? is he trying to maintain sexual restraint is he trying to maintain emotional restraint and and i know that on the discord there's been some talk a little bit about uh either side and honestly i think that it's both Mm -hmm. because there's part of him that he keeps locked away that he doesn't want to go there and she's again this comes after she says things like trust and care and you know you've you've been good to me and i want to be good to you um and i don't know if he knows how to take that right now mm-hmm. i don't think he's ready for that and he's also still very sexually interested in her like yes he he connects with her but let's be real he's a hot-blooded man and she's a gorgeous woman and i'm sure that he is trying to restrain himself right now <laughs> yeah his expression to me does seem to be more soft and tender rather than mm-hmm. sexually excited but yeah, I mean, you can be both. I, I, I personally think it can be both. Right. Um, because look what he does next. He's like, you youngs and your clinginess. And, and notice that he doesn't answer her question. Mm-hmm. He deflects Aww. from that quickly. Like he's, what's interesting, and this is where I can tell where his ambivalence is, is like, he's teasing her about her clinginess. And he's then pulling her, her in. in at the same yeah. Time. Yes. And I'm like, homeboy you are just as fucking clingy excuse my french (laughs) like come on dude ah but yeah that's that's kind of what i was thinking is that you know for him it's restraint on both ends and his his sigh is in the shape of a heart so yes you can't help it he's like i can't i can't help falling in love with you yes Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like it's like more I feel like if I were to pick one I'd say it's like emotional 
control mm -hmm. because he's like very sexually confident but then in terms of like his emotional because like that's the only relationships he has is sexual but then in terms of like emotional relationships that's where he like struggles because of how broken he mm -hmm. is from his ex-wife um so what he's finding with sam is that he's like having feelings for her versus like eva or rosewood he doesn't have feelings for her but he's finding himself having feelings for someone even though he doesn't want to and like mm -hmm. that control him, him like trying not to have feelings for her and him trying to like restrict having feelings for her because he doesn't want to have feelings for anyone like mm -hmm. that's what the control is but mm -hmm. he's like he's like losing the control because he can't stop the feelings he has for sam mm -hmm. yeah because yeah, he has a history of vulnerability and betrayal that's related to vulnerability mm -hmm. so i can see that At the end of right. season two you know we see that control figure right with multiple chains so mm -hmm. do we expect at the end of all those chains are various emotions so like think inside out right joy anger mm -hmm. fear sadness or be because it's not just one thing he's controlling he's controlling multiple things yeah. so just you know i guess you know i don't know just again more rhetorical questions for the universe <laughs> yeah i do I know i like that right. i think i think we'll see all of his emotions. I oh, hope so. That'd be fun. I feel like you're <laughs> his little people. No, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, the curious. Yeah, I. Oh, and. Daddy, oh. but um, speaking yeah. of the comment you made earlier, his uh, coffee yeah. cup is uh, strategically placed. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I'm like, because I, I mean, yeah. I, he he still wants her in so many ways and it's very obvious and 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 you know what you were saying earlier carter that he feels you know we've been talking about how he feels more confident sexually and like he not only deflects her question and says you youngs in your clinginess but he's pulling her in physically to where he's feeling more confident so mm -hmm. i think you know that again there's this test of ambivalence um, because the next thing he, out of his mouth is what should I do with you? Hmm. <laughs> I think he's asking that question. My friend, Aileen and I, we were talking and I think he's asking that question to himself, not necessarily yeah. to her. Mm -hmm. Like, what the hell do I do here? I am having conflicting emotions. Oh, it's great when your, your inner thoughts just blurt out without you being able to mm -hmm. stop them. <laughs> <laughs> oh god and she's stroking his chest and she's like do you want me to stop and he looks at her pauses and he sees her adorable puppy dog face which he's pouting and he just hugs her back in he's like i don't mind bunty not when it's you you can't keep giving me that look and he's like damn <laughs> like yeah he, he got an answer <laughs> to his question of what do i do with you he, she can do no wrong in his eyes mm -hmm. that's what that said to me and that he just completely comes apart when she looks at him like that yeah he just he, he kind of slams her into his his neck because he's like i can't look at those eyes anymore i'll just melt the puddle i really but, liked the his lines that says i don't mind bunty not when it's you like i think yeah. that that's very telling of where he's at with both past and with Sam emotionally mm -hmm. a little bit on um, mm -hmm. 
I don't think he allowed clinginess or someone to be oh, no. as forward as Sam because not when it's you. Yeah. So someone tried at some point and it didn't go over well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he just sold oh. Eva off for like developing attachments and he's like, go away. Yeah. yeah. Or like, didn't he, like his last encounter with Rosewood, didn't he, uh, my memory's fuzzy, didn't he like boot her out of his house and say, like, no, you don't stay the night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we don't do Ouch. sleepovers. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if he said it that harshly, but that was like the impression. Was, he was very cold. Like, was, no, yes. we're done. Oh gosh, that was so. Yeah. Like, he didn't. Do, he's making all of these exceptions for Sam, and like you said, Jessica, it's very telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he tells her those doe eyes of yours are dangerous. No wonder your father doesn't like you being around men. He's worried about all the hearts you could break. And yeah, it's uh-huh. telling that he that he uses that phrase he's worried about his heart being broken yeah yeah i i'm glad you caught up on that because that was what i wrote in my notes i was like this isn't charles being just afraid of her dad this is him being afraid for his own heart oh her baby and she's just nuzzling oh, his neck she is just uh completely affectionate and tender and then maybe a little more because she clings his hair she sniffs him and it looks like she's biting him, even though it says bite, even though I don't that she's mm-hmm. actually biting her lip. Biting going on. Let's oh, uh, biting her lip. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's uh, look at her eyes for a minute. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. Those are sex eyes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and they're like, Home girl is hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not surprising. I mean, she just got her first taste. Of course, yeah. Some more. And he's like, something on your mind, buddy. Didn't get enough earlier. So cute. <laughs> yeah uh, he's back to mischievous <laughs> mm-hmm. she stares at him for a second blushes and then she can't handle it and just hides right back but again <laughs> instead of running away she hides back into him which is so beautiful yeah and, and i love that like after this point he's like okay i've like i've tested you enough you're fun you're fun to tease mm-hmm. but then he changes the subject and i think that that was intentional because he sees like okay I've, I've made you blush like half the freaking morning we don't want you to get lightheaded <laughs> like we'll change the subject for your benefit <laughs> I mean is it also for his own I mean we're talking yeah. about you know he doesn't he's still struggling so the more she pushes him is he also trying to take a step back and change topics because he doesn't feel comfortable anymore you're probably right yep and he, I love how he uses his like apparently Welsh terminology or language because he calls her your shy little lamb. So it must be, I, I think it's a, a Welshian thing. I'm going to, I'm going to call it <laughs> me and yes. my sense of knowledge of Welshness, <laughs> but, <laughs> but he, he, you know, Bunty does mean lamb from what I remember. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. And then her little freak out at the end, like, Hey, by the way, you have a dog and friends that yeah. you totally ghosted yesterday <laughs> uh-huh. and notice last night she was like oh I have this thing I have to go to and now she's like she didn't she just used the word raid right because she was embarrassed previously but guess now he knows oh uh, well <laughs> blame yeah. it on the alcohol honey <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's cute so uh, I want I'm curious I want to hear from all of you who took care of bowser last night because there's no way monkey left bowser mm. home alone overnight 
I think someone came and took care of him. Yeah. What does he need, though? I mean, like, he can survive overnight. And he probably needs food and snuggles. Dogs are Uh, much more needy than cats. I know, right? I only have two cats. (laughs) And, like, yeah, but don't they go, like, don't you only need to take them out, like, once a day? Oh, honey. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) More like five times a day. Five times a day? Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. Um, Depending on how active your dog is. (laughs) So you said Marshall, that's who you think came to take care of Bowser? Yeah, because there's the whole thing with, like, Bowser not liking Marshall, but then Mm -hmm. Marshall takes care of Bowser when Sam's Mm -hmm. gone, and then now it's an opportunity. Dog approval. (laughs) Yeah. It's an opportunity. Does he have the key to her apartment where he like breaks in because he hears Bowser whining? (laughs) He might have gone to the landlady and been like, hey, I'm really worried. The dog, like, look at me projecting and speculating. But like, he could have gone to the landlady and been like, hey, can you let me in? I'm really worried about her dog. And Sue hilarious hilarious shenanigans <laughs> with him trying to like get along with bowser it could be yeah. done <laughs> and it would be a great episode i would be yes. here for it mm-hmm. yeah can you imagine like bowser's not gonna be here for it and then he's just gonna have to be totally resigned like oh okay fine <laughs> yeah he's a cute one Mindy, do you have any, I mean, I guess uh, you probably didn't think about it, but do you have any ideas as to who you think might be taking care of Bowser? Marshall does seem like the most reasonable one, or or Link, perhaps, but he doesn't, you know, Marshall's mm-hmm. right there, so yeah. that makes sense. I was thinking, because he also mentions the raid, do we think that one of, like, the raid buddies Ooh. reached out to Marshall to be like, right. hey, can you check on Sam, and that's kind of what it does, because Marshall yeah. and Abe are kind of friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, did Abe reach out to Marshall and be like, hey, have you seen Sam? Right, good idea. And that brings up another great point because no one's seen or heard from her. She just suddenly ghosted. So I imagine like if she was one of my friends, I'd be like, girl, where the hell are you? Are you okay? Like, because mm-hmm. she goes to that raid without fail every right. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would be definitely be out of character and cause for safety concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then once they find out who she was with, that would be gossipy concern. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't think she's telling anyone. Yeah. I think she's going to keep it tight lipped too, Carter. I don't think she's going to say anything to anybody. Yeah. Oh, she's going to have to make up one hell of a story for that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure uh, Vicky and Angel will figure it out at some point. But right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Online. Sam's a terrible liar. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so should we do our bonus question about Endgame, which is basically just for you, Jessica? <laughs> um. Thank you so much to my current patrons. Susie, Lady Libris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tuggles, Meg, Anne, Rose, Priya, Alex, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, Jen, Imelda, Shannon, Esther, and I'm watching you. Your support is truly appreciated.